Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Men Talk About podcast. I am your host, Paul Newell. If this is the first time that you come to the podcast, welcome. First of all, I appreciate you. Thanks for stopping in to join this. And this podcast is uh, by a man. Uh, we're interviewing men and this is for men and the masculine energies. Um, we're here and the content that we have here is designed and intent on helping men with education on ways of being, ways of living, ways of being in relationship in all things uh, and with all things. This is also about men's development. What are the tools, offering tools, insight, resources to help men to get to that next level, get to that next thing that they want to get to. And this is also about doing the inner work because listen, we could talk about having the best life and that junk is going to take action and inner work. And we get to connect with men that are bringing themselves to the world in a way that is beautiful and unique. And, um, and you, you know, for people that listen to this podcast, you know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm about to say. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Because, like, listen, I, I know these people. I'm connecting these guests that I have. And um, I'm excited for you to connect with them, too. All right, all right. Oh, damn. I just, I just, I just, I'm feeling this love and this excitement right now as I'm getting ready as we're starting this podcast. Welcome everyone back to the Men Talk About Podcast. This is your host, Paul. I'm here today. Oh man, I, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm, I'm so, so grateful because the guest I have is a, a man that I have been connected with recently. And I feel like, man. We're back together in this lifetime. Yes, yes. <laughs> we've been together many lifetimes, man, and I'm um I'm I'm excited. We have Alvy Thompson Jr. here, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Mister, you can too. Yeah, did. I don't know if you listen. Yo, it, listen, it, folks, listening, and when you see the video, if you have yet to follow this man, get on this ASAP. It's miss. It's on Instagram at Mister, you can too. To the number, Mister. You can too. Man, so listen, Al. Before I have you, uh, before I have you introduce yourself, I want to give an introduction on some of the things that you're doing, which is to me, um, this is some of the things that I'm seeing, and I want to check in with you afterwards if I miss anything. So, uh, meeting Alvi, I connected with you uh, through one of our uh, mutual friends and, and brothers and guides, um, Michael Destanti. Yeah. And uh, we can, he connected us because as black men, he knew the, the roles that we're playing in this world and the stuff that we're up to yeah. um, and the foundation that we have. And he connected us. And when we connected, I was like, damn, I was noticing and I started following Albi and I said, dang, man, I'm digging what this dude is doing because it's, it's more than the videos and, and the, and the, the, the post that you have up, it's your energy, man. It's your vibe. It's the intensity in your eyes when you're talking to people. And when you say, like, when you see his videos and he's like, you can too. I get super freaked up, man. Because I'm like, oh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. So this dude is Mr. Empowerment for me. And for people that know me and people that, um, that listen, that, that, that have been following this podcast, you know, I'm, I get very excited when I have guests here, especially men that are showing up in the world powerfully. So uh, I'm excited, and I'm actually going to turn this around for the video purposes so you guys aren't seeing um, this light here. Uh, <laughs> authenticity, <laughs> Alvy. Uh, you I see love a little it. bit of the streak. 
So um, welcome. This is for those that this, if this is your first time tuning into this podcast. This is the Men Talk About podcast, and we're here uh, to help men with development, help men with their education, help men with their inner work. And Alvi is uh, a, 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 a prime example of the type of guests that I like to have on these show, these shows, because they're guides. I see you as a guide. Um, you are a coach. You have programs out in the world um, that are helping men. Uh, and also what I see him doing is, what I see you doing is, as you put your work out there, you're also uplifting the environment around you, which is, is we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Um, I consider you a speed walking guide uh, because Hello. you have been doing uh, your thing with speed walking. For those that are going to be following him, yo, please check out his videos. <laughs> and I see, you, I see you as a king, man. I see you managing a lot of realms in your life. I know you're recently engaged. Um, so I see how you're managing showing up in the world, being in, in, in relationship and in right relationship, and also how you're showing up vulnerably and courageously and openly. So um, uh, welcome to the Men Talk About podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. It's an honor. It's a gift to have you. And I'm grateful. Welcome, Avi Thompson. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for that welcoming, amazing introduction. It's so funny you say, man, I'm so happy that Mike connected us together because even though we recently, quote unquote, just met, I feel like I've known you for a lifetime. And it's not too often that I see another black man in this space. So for us to be yeah. sharing space and collaborating and talking about each other's experiences and our stories and all of our life lessons, it's so empowering to me to know that, and even though I know I'm not the only person out there doing this as a black man, but but to be friends with another black man that's doing this is, is so just so unbelievable. Yeah. I'm so grateful for you. So I appreciate you for having me here. Bless up, King. Bless up. Bless up, man. So Alvi, uh, before we get into it, and, and what we're going to get into today is a video that you posted recently about what is health. And um, because this podcast is for men and those who identify with the masculine energy, um which really is all of us we all have masculine energy. Right, <laughs> um, sure. and besides yeah right uh i want to talk about what men's health can be yes rather than like what is it uh because i think everyone has a definition their own definition based on conditioning uh i want to dive into what that can be for men because the video that you posted recently was um, it, it resonated with me on so many levels. I want to get into that in, in this session. Before we do that, though, uh, man, what, what, has you, what has you do what you do? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And honestly, it really stems from my upbringing and most specifically my relationship with my mom. So growing up, my mom was my rock in my life. She was a single mother raising my brother and I. And man, it's like we, we were able to grow up with a very, very, I would say close to middle-class upbringing, but mm -hmm. it was from her always giving from an empty cup. So my mom, mm -hmm. she, was that, she was that person that would bend backwards to make sure that my brother, myself, uh, our family, her friends were all okay, but she would do it at the detriment of herself. And we fast, we fast forward to 2015, I'm in the hospital and, you know, I'm, I'm standing next to my mom, she's on her deathbed. And I'm sitting there really just like crying and just wondering like, how did it get 
to this point. And if I back up just a little bit before that, you know, when I graduated from college, I was uh, a college athlete. I played football at Georgetown University. And after I graduated, I moved back home. And since I moved back home and I'm on, back under my mom's roof, you know, my mom wanted to always give, give and give to me. She wanted to cook for me. She wanted to wash my clothes. She wanted to make sure everything was okay. Yet when I was young, I really, I loved that, right? And I didn't, I didn't know anything else, right? I was a child. And as I came back as a young adult, I almost felt like that was my mom coddling me. And I didn't want her to do those things for me. So this caused a lot of friction between us, not because of what she was doing, more so because of how I perceived it. And because of this, I started to, to really like distance myself. I wouldn't talk to her as much. I would not like tell her where I was going, what I was doing, because I felt like those four years before as a young adult, I never had to do it. So why do I need to do it now? And, yeah. and this friction just started to grow and grow and grow over some time. And as I was getting into my young professional career, I was getting certified as a certified personal trainer, as a, a sports performance coach, as a nutrition coach. And mind you, I'm learning all of these things about physical health and wellness. And at the mm -hmm. same time, I was like, man, I wanna, I wanna give all this to my mom. But the problem mm -hmm. was I was trying to force her to do a lot of these things. And to, to let you know a little bit my, about my mom, huge heart, super loving but she did not take care of her health. She was right. the epitome of what we see in Western society today when it comes to a lack of health and having a lot of these really lifestyle diseases. She was obese. She had type two diabetes, high blood pressure, heart complications. She was addicted to her opioid prescriptions. She had a victim mentality. She had a very fixed mindset. And this is something mm. that now doing the work that I do, I see how she got that way. And I see how really how abundant that is and how rampant that is in our society. Yet at that time, I didn't have mm. the skills to actually meet her where she was at, right? It was like, uh, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like, you need to eat like this. You need to exercise like this. You need to do this thing. You need to do that thing. And then when she wouldn't do it, I would get super upset, You'd be pissed. yeah, pissed off. And I'm sure you know how, to, how it can be with family, right? I can have so much more compassion for someone who's not my family versus the people that I love the most, especially at that time. Right. And because I couldn't yeah. meet her where she was at, my, my messages never got through to her. And when we fast forward right before that, her being on her deathbed, the way she got there was because some years before she got gastric bypass surgery. And that's when they go ahead and they, they staple your stomach, they make it smaller. So only a certain amount of food can stay in there. And it's a weight loss mm -hmm. strategy that certain obese people go for. And over time, my mm -hmm. mom did start to lose weight. She actually did start to improve her lifestyle. She started walking, eating a little better. But what happened right. because she was so self-conscious about the way she looked, she had this extra skin. And because of the extra skin, she wanted to get a surgery to get the skin removed. But what happened was every doctor she went to said, hey, Vicky, you're not a healthy enough candidate to get this surgery because of all the things that you have going on. My mom yeah. wasn't taking no for an answer. She kept jumping from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. Eventually, she found a doctor who said that because she has a hernia, that he was oh. going to have to remove all the skin 
around her midsection. So my mom found the loophole she was looking for, you know, signed away a lot of the release papers. And now she was scheduled to have this surgery. Literally the day before she had her surgery, I was with her at her place. I was living somewhere else now. I was with her at her place and she was having second thoughts. She was nervous about it. She was scared. She just didn't know if she wanted to do it. And I was like, mom, don't get the surgery. You don't need it. Like, we'll figure this out. There's other ways to go about it. And eventually she's just like, no, no, I'm still going to do it. And then that literally led to a huge argument. Me and her got in a big argument like we commonly did during those times. And unfortunately, that argument was the last conversation that I ever had with my mom. So she went in the next day for the surgery. Um, She woke up out of the surgery, but she called some family friends that she felt a little like short of breath. And what happened was very shortly after that, she went on this episode, she couldn't breathe. So they had to induce her into a coma. They, Mm -hmm. they had to transfer her to another special care hospital. She was hooked up to a ventilator and she literally just never made it. And she slowly passed away over the course of about 10 weeks. So I would, I would make, uh, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, what, what happened was we would go, I would go in, I would visit her at the hospital. And then, you know, because she was in this like coma, like state, she could never really, like, it was almost like she wasn't there. Right. And there was one time I visited where like we we could make eye contact. I could tell she was there and I could just see the Mm. amount of like just the pain and the regret and the, and the sorrow and the sadness in her eyes. And man, I just started bawling, crying and just telling her like, just how, how sorry I was for, you know, how I was treating her, how I wasn't able to just accept her for how she was. Right. Because now that I look back at it, like I didn't have unconditional love. It wasn't there. Mm. It it was like, hey, I'm going to love you when you change like this, as opposed to just loving her wholeheartedly in the way that I know it now that I could have been doing it. And man, once she passed away, um, I was the last person to see her. She passed away. And after that, like I had a lot of shame. I had a lot of guilt. I had a lot of anger, both towards myself towards my mom, towards the doctor that decided he was going to do the surgery. And I was, I was in a really tough place, but because of this, uh, almost like this masculine, overly masculine persona I was trying to put on, I would be very stoic and I would just shove it all down. I wouldn't show emotion. I was the person I was trying to be strong in the family. And man, it was one of those things where when I was by myself and I'd be crying and I'd be so sad about it. I realized that it doesn't matter how much I know about the body, how to move, how to eat, how to sleep, how to recover. If I can't actually meet somebody where they're at. And that's what, yeah. yeah, And that's what inspired me to take a deep dive into personal development. And I got Mm. a, I got a life coaching certification, took a 35 week program not to only learn these skills, but to actually get coached and worked on myself and really let a lot of these things come up. And over the last seven years, like I've understood now that, or excuse me, over the last six years, it's going to be six years in May. So next month where Mm -hmm. my mom passed away. And um, 
I, I've realized that ever since that time, it's like I've made it my duty to be the best version of myself and understand that I get to tap into love, compassion, and forgiveness in any and every situation, no matter what's going on around me. And that type of inner work that I've been doing has shown up in how I work with others. So as you know, Mm. follow my progression, as I learned about the physical body, I started doing physical training for people. As I learned more about nutrition, I started becoming a nutrition coach for people. And then when my mom passed away, that was the ultimate lesson of like, man, I get to to learn a skill set where I can truly meet somebody where they are, including myself, and be able to help somebody that is also ready to be helped. Because that's one of the biggest lessons I learned from my mom, you know, is that I can't help somebody that doesn't want my help. And I get to be okay with that, right? Like that's dignity. I can make the offer, but now it's on that person to say yes or no. It's not on me anymore. And when they do say yes or no, not to take it personally, they're making it because it's their decision, they're ready. And between all the personal development, the inner work, the plant medicine journeys, the ceremonies, like I've been able to heal so much of my Mm -hmm. own traumas. And that's what allows me to show up in the world and do the type of work that I do. The reason why I'm Mr. You Can Too, and that my business is called You Can Too, was originally created because I used to hear my mom say, I can't so much. And I was like, yeah. Oh, man. Right. So there's a long time when I was doing my work, especially before the plant ceremonies, where I, I, I was looking at my work almost from a, from a negative energy, from this energy of like, okay, it doesn't matter how many people I help because I wasn't able to help my mom. It was almost like I was going out there trying to help, help, help as many people as possible to kind of undo this burden I, I felt like I did on myself. But then it wasn't yeah. until I had my first ayahuasca ceremony where I literally realized like, no, I, I get my love for serving from my mom. Like she's the one that instilled that in me. That's why I get it from. And what I learned through her experience is that the only true way I can give is by filling my cup up first, making sure that I am healthy from a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual standpoint so that my cup is so full and it is running over. And with everything that's running over my cup, I can go give that to others. So now I look at the journey, I understand that my mom's passing and our whole relationship really did set the stage for me to grow into the person that I am today. And it's now my goal to help people be the, the healthiest, best, most fulfilled version of themselves based off of whatever that means for that. Man. I I now I really really understand why Mike connected us. Damn, um, you and I have very similar stories, my friend. Mm. Very similar stories because my mom is the same way with my mom. Mm. And um, man, uh, I love that that source of what you do. I love I, I I really admire and appreciate that because uh, what a lot of a lot my thought in my experience of men that have um, 
persevered or that are, are practicing rising from these thought processes that being able to see um, the, the person that they love, the person that raised them and nurtured them in this space of, of um, uh, defeat, victimhood, um, has a lasting impact, man. It has a lasting impact on, uh, on a psyche uh, for a person. And the fact that you're doing what you're doing is powerful because uh, a lot of people have that mentality of I can't and the victimhood. And uh, it's really interesting because you, one, of the, one of the things that really resonated with what you said is meeting people where they are. So um, for those that are listening and watching the video, uh, uh, can you explain a little bit more about what that means in relationship? Yeah, yeah. So when I say meeting people where they're at, to me, that is really being compassionate to mm -hmm. where they are in life from a mindset perspective, and also yeah. in a readiness perspective. Like, what is that person ready to do? And my mm. goal is to help that person optimize that specific thing so when i think right. about like myself and all the tools i've developed like i really do feel like i look at somebody and i can see their highest potential like right away right when i meet them and if yeah. i'm not if i'm not present with myself you know back in the day what i would do is i'd be like yo here are all these tools and i'd just be throwing all these tools at them right yeah. but not taking yeah. into not taking into account well what is this person actually ready to commit to doing because right. it, it doesn't matter how many things I quote unquote know or can help them with if they're not ready to take that big of a step, right? Or do right. that many tasks at one time. So for me, meeting a person where they're at is essentially communicating with them and really understanding like, where are you right now in your life? Right. right. Where is it that you want to go? And what are the committed steps that we can take that you're committed to taking in order to right. get there. Right. Mm. Thank you for that, man, because I think uh, that piece is so critical in really everything Me <clears throat> that I think, because in my life, in my experience, I find that for me, even personally, me allowing myself to meet myself where I am. To, to acknowledge where I am and be like, okay, this is whether it's emotionally, physically, spiritually, <laughs> mentally, all these things. And I think a lot of people, when especially when it comes to health and well-being, people, I'm going to go into, I'm going to change the view. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big sun flare there. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I just changed the view on the, uh, for the video. So I think there's a lot of people that, that have this expectation of I should be somewhere else or like mm. i should be here and what I, one of the things i really appreciate about what you do and how you do it is that you're you have um integratable and applicable steps so um i always come back to that speed walking video because i never I, I i i have yet to even think about the arm mechanics of speed walking but like i remember from track days it's arm mechanics is just as important no. And how you broke it down, I was like, yo, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, you can too. Like, so 
I wanna um, I wanna dive into um, a, a piece that resonated from this video that I saw you do about what is health. Uh, can you can you give a brief summary about that video and 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 what health means to you? Absolutely. So my definition of health I get from one of my mentors, Paul Check, and mm -hmm. I describe health as taking responsibility for yourself right? Yeah. And what does that mean? That is taking responsibility for the actions you take, for the words you speak, for the things that you put in your mouth, for how you exercise, for how you create better mental space, emotional stability. It's all of those things. And when we're talking about health in particularly, I think about it in four different pillars. We have physical mm -hmm. health, which I think yeah. is what most people think of when they think of health overall. It's this physical component. It's the right. exercise, the movement, uh, maybe it's the yoga, how they're eating, right? That's how a lot of people think of health, but that's one piece of the puzzle. But oftentimes right. I think it's the most overrated, right? Now, what we Agreed. also have is yeah. we, have, we have our emotional health. Simply stated, emotional health is, or emotions are energy and motion. So how are we working with that energy that's moving through our body? The minute that we feel that energy stuck, that's when we're usually being signaled like, hey, there's something bothering us that we get the opportunity to work through. So like for the listeners right now, I don't know if you ever had that experience of where you wanted to say something, but you feel like a, a big lump or like a knot in your throat. That's energy, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's energy getting stuck because yeah. of the, the thought process of like, okay, what does it mean to say this thing? Or can I actually say this? Right. Yep. So understanding yep. like what, what Speak can it, I, man. yeah, it's like, what can I do to move that energy around? So we talk about breathing, right? We talk about yep. introspection, things of that nature. Yeah. When I talk about the mental side of health, it's simply, what am I thinking? What are my thoughts? Yeah. How am I relating to my thoughts? Am I thinking that every single thought mm. that pops up in my head is a fact? Or am I able to take a bird's eye view of my thoughts and kind of understand like, okay, that's just something that's popping up because I'm a human being, I have a brain and we think a whole lot. So understanding mm. how we're relating with our health or excuse me, with our thoughts. And then spiritual health to me is connecting to anything bigger than ourselves. So whatever you know, God, deity, the universe, you know, your community, whatever the, the big thing is that you, that you connect with that's bigger than you, that's what I right. mean by spiritual health. And that's where the meditation comes in, the prayer, also introspection, right. anything that allows you to connect to source. Blessings, man, because it, when, when you broke that down, I was like, this is this is exactly what is the redefinition of men's health can be. Yeah. This complete cycle. And it's actually in, in um, yeah, uh, for those that are listening, I was recently on Alvi's podcast. I'll include the, the link in the show cat in the, uh, in the uh, show notes. There was a piece where we were talking about um, this program that I'm working on and we we're talking about the archetypes and it's interesting because when I was watching your video, I noticed how the different components of health align to the different archetypes. Like, so for mm. example, the physical 
is the warrior archetype. So translation, that's about a discipline, right? Like a, a, um, how are we disciplined? And like you were saying, like the workouts, the walking, the yoga, like what time do we have to our physical being itself? Then when you're talking about the emotional, that's the lover archetype. Because even when you were, t- I thought it was when we were talking about the, uh, that stuckness, it's like, I love that we're having this conversation because this is all energy in the body that gets to be set free and that we constantly like we tighten up on. But this lover piece is about really acknowledging and bringing awareness to what is coming up in the body. Then when you talk about the mental, that's the king archetype because it is more like a sovereign, the sovereign and the energy center is a crown energy mm-hmm. center. Then when you think about um, the spiritual, that's the, that's the magician archetype, the mm. mystic. Like being able to tap into creation and understand that to truly create something from nothing, I get to connect with something bigger. So yes, I, love that. I was like, this, this is so fresh, man, because men that are watching, uh, and especially the demographic for this, the, the, most of the men that are listening to this podcast are 28 to 32. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, uh, I think it was 45, or I think it was like 40 to 51. Uh, those are the highest uh, percentages uh, or highest numbers. And it's interesting because I think there's this perception of men's health of it's got to be about the strength, right? In my last podcast, I had a, a trainer um, and, and coach, Zach Bruckner, on. We were talking about redefining strength and being strong, what that even means. Right. And the other component is are the three things that you're talking about. So for the, for the remaining time, like let's, let's say, let's give it like 15 minutes or so. Yeah. I, I'd love for our listeners, if you can provide like a Mr. You Can Too uh, tip or two for how a man can start on the path to these different types of men's health, these different components of men's health. So we'll start with the physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll get to the, uh, yeah, we'll start with the physical, you go down the line, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. We'll start with the physical. What's a tip uh, or two that you'd, uh, that you'd give a man or, uh, someone who listen to the podcast? Yeah. So the first thing I would say, and this applies to all of them is to take inventory, right? Take that personal inventory, mm-hmm. build awareness around where you are in each of these pillars, right as we go through them because with awareness comes choice and once someone Mm. is aware that hey maybe there's something i can improve on here well now that man has the choice to do something different if that's what they desire right Mm. now when we talk Mm. about physical health right this really comes into how are you eating right how are you fueling your body At the end of the day, when we talk about our physical health, like we are bioenergetic individuals, right? We're like a battery. So the more that you are putting out, right? The harder you are working, the more important it is for you to rest, right? Right. So that's the biggest tip I give out first. It's like the more you're working, the more you get to rest. Like I always use the the cell phone analogy. If you're always... You know, imagine having your your iPhone and the amount of stress and anxiety you would have if your iPhone was always on like 11%, right? 
you, you can't really go do a whole bunch of things with the phone because it's probably right. gonna die, right? And you're probably gonna right. need to go right. charge it, right? So same thing, if our physical body, if we feel like we're at 11% because we've just been going, 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 doing, doing, doing for so long and we're not right. recharging, well then we're gonna be stressed and anxious about everything that we try to do because we literally won't have the physical energy for it. So I would say mm. number one, prioritize your sleep, prioritize it. You know, as we get older, sleep is still so, so important, but it's something that I see, especially with men that they put to the side first. I'll see men and I, I have clients who I talk to, we had to really reframe things for them. They would, they would mm. wanna wake up earlier to go work out. And then I would say, okay, well, how much sleep are you getting total at night? It's like, well, if I wake up earlier, I'll be getting like five and a half hours, but I'll be good with that. And I'm like, for how long? How long right. do you think you'll be good with that? So don't sacrifice right. your sleep in order to try to go to the gym and get more reps in. Like prioritize your sleep. And then whatever is in your nighttime routine that's maybe taking some time away that you can get rid of, find something that you can eliminate. Like Take out one of the shows. If you're watching three shows at night, like drop it down to two and get more sleep. Sleep right. is so important on the physical side. Mm, bless up. Get the, so prioritize sleep. Yes. What about for the emotional? The emotional, I would say work with everything that comes up. Everything that comes up for you, work with it ask questions, be curious, explore. What is this feeling that I'm feeling? Yeah. Okay, why, why, why am I possibly feeling this? Because typically when we do have these emotions get stuck, a lot of times it's because we are not living in alignment with our true values and our principles, right? right. So what I would say is as these things come up, you know, as men, oftentimes we're kind of taught to be stoic and just shove these things down. And I've been there before and I can still go there if I'm not careful, right? If I'm not, Me too. If I'm not aware of it, right? Yep, real easy, real easy. Right, so, so I would say have processes in place that are gonna actually allow you to process those emotions. So that can be mm. journaling, that can be having, you know, a close friend that you trust that you can confide in and like be able to, you know, get that stuff out, right? If it's therapy, yeah, go to therapy. If you have a coach, talk to your coach, but work with the energy and keep that energy moving as opposed to just letting that energy stop and sit in a certain spot because the longer it sits, it's gonna turn into symptoms. And if those symptoms aren't addressed properly, you know, that's what turns into disease. Mm, this right here, Oh my goodness. I think we, I feel like I think we could do a whole show on that piece. Uh, because that component. Uh, so it's a couple things that you say, because as you were talking, I was thinking um, about the men that have little emotional intelligence. Right. Because um, I from my experience working with men, I think that's the one component that makes the biggest difference for them. If they, first of all, learn the tools of, of emotional intelligence, which includes being able to feel, which was the first, the, the, the taken inventory, right? And, yeah. and 
that piece, being able to take inventory and identify what that can be and where, I've found has been a huge boost for men. And then from there, take to communicating that now. Yes. Because now it's like, okay, hey, I'm feeling this here. And I love what you said about like, what am I feeling? And from that masculine mindset of like work and and hmm. I gotta figure out, the question could also be is what are the what are the stories, thoughts, uh and and pictures, scenarios that are coming up from there. Right. Like it's almost it gives the mindset a way of it gives the body um a command to be able to process the energy that's starting to pulse through your body. And it's really such a valuable tool that even in, in, from the emotional well-being and emotional health standpoint to even ask the body questions, which is a huge, huge piece. Absolutely. I love what you said, Matt. Um, let's talk to the, uh, the, the spiritual piece. Yeah. Uh, what's the tip that you give on the spiritual? Man, connect. Connect. And, and what does the, that mean, connect? So when I say connect, it is Put yourself in an environment, and specifically if you can, I mean, I feel like everyone can, outside. Like, be okay. in nature and just connect to this environment that is all around you. What I think of spirituality, especially what it means for me, it's that, man, I am, I am such a small piece of such a huge puzzle. But oftentimes, if I'm just staying in my little box, or if I'm just staying in my mind, you know, some of my problems can see, seem so big, right? right? When I take that step back and I connect to everything that's around me, whether that's walking outside barefoot, whether it is just getting deep breath, breaths in outside, whether it is, you know, getting next to some trees or by some grass or just looking at the sky, like just seeing like just how much is around me. And understanding yeah. that all of that outside of me, like all that great vastness is also within me. And there's mm. this connection that we share with the entire world at large. Mm. And I think when we, when, at least I'll speak for me, when I, when I connect to the vastness of everything around me, I realize that I'm taken care of. I realize mm. that I'm not alone. I realize that there is an abundance of resources, of people, of yeah. all types of things that can help me through anything that I'm working with. So ultimately, mm. like spirituality is me understanding that I am not alone. Mm, that right there, man. I was like, there's a couple times I wanted to say amen. But I was like, keep it quiet, Paul. Keep it quiet. Um, man, listen, this is the spirit piece is, is really interesting. And, and I, I think this is a piece that I've experienced for men. Ha men have a, have a, can have challenges embracing. Like this, um, that there's something bigger. Like, and it's interesting because men, I hear a lot of men talk about legacy and I think that's, that's the spirit piece. Like right. what is legacy? Um, because, 
like when you were talking about the spirit and, and, and that piece of connecting to the vastness, like the, the trees, I'm a big fan of the grandfathers of the big stones. Mm. Like I go like, oh man, they, it's like they radiate my hand. It's like, yes. oh, thank you. It's like amazing thinking about how long nature has been here. Like right. a tree that we may put our hand on, there is absolute wisdom in that connection. And there is a pulse that people, especially when they're in tune, they've, they've, they've taken this inventory, they'll feel it. Um, this piece that I want to bring in before we, before we connect to the, to the mental, uh, with the spirit that I want to also invite men to look at is uh, connecting to ancestors. Yes. Uh, connecting to um, the the line, like those in your family that have come before you that you can communicate with, um, connecting to having conversations, like all this is is building up spirit, uh, and and also this piece of uh, what if if you're listening to this and you're like, I still don't get it, I still don't get it. I'd like to invite you to think about what makes your spirit come alive. Yeah. Well, what does that mean, Paul? Like, what gets you so enthusiastic? What gets your blood, like, um, vibrating? What makes you smile till your cheeks hurt? Like, mm-hmm. that right there is spirit, man. Yeah. That's spirit. So that's spiritual health. And what are we doing? What am I doing? Um, question to the people listening what are you doing to lift your spirit yeah that's part of your well-being that's huge 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 because there's a lot of depression erectile dysfunction all sorts of of jacked up shit man that men are experiencing and because of the condition like you gotta be a man that (laughs) dampened spirits man because this what is what the heck does that even mean what does it mean to be a man right right like what like well let's find out what it means for me exactly yeah, whatever so this could be a whole other podcast i think that maybe we may have to do like a series i would um, love you know, that i'm, I'm, I'm I, putting I would, it out there man hey count me in we can manifest that i would love to do that yo it's fertilized man this and this is listen that is that's interesting because that brings us to the mental the king yeah. the sovereign the sovereign mm-hmm. blesses the sovereign fertilizes right we're talking about series and like talk to what talk to a tip for men uh, or for those listening to to uh, enhance or to tap into the mental well being and what that yes. even means and what that can right. mean. Right. The the biggest tip I have for the mental health and mental wellness is to embrace the idea that every thought that you have mm-hmm. is not a fact. Right. I think so many times, and I know this has happened in my life, we'll, we'll interact with every single thought that pops up into our head as if it was true, as if it is like bond, right? And oftentimes, I think that can be super ineffective for what a person is trying to actually create in their life. So one of the biggest tips yeah. that I have in actually practicing that is to actually be the observer of your thoughts, right? right. To be able to almost right. be like a third party, to almost be like a third party observer of your thoughts that come up. And as they come up, just realize like, oh, okay, like that's a thought that I'm having. 
And then through, again, introspection, journaling, writing, sitting, being with yourself, meditating, you can actually see like, hey, is that thought serving me? Because there's so many things that like stinking thinking stops people from doing. And it shows up as (laughs) the the self-sabotage, the limiting beliefs, right? Like the, the the minute I tell myself that I can't do something, if I really Rats. believe that, it's done. It's done. How am I ever going to do it? If I believe it's a fact, then yo, then I'm, I'm going to make myself right. It's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Words so powerful. So powerful. And thinking is one of like the first whole things in, in terms of like the, like as a human being, there's only four things we can do. We mm. can be, we can think, we can speak, and we can act. It all starts mm. with the beingness, right? It starts with the beingness. However, yeah. if a person's not doing, or a man's not doing that inner work, and they're just skipping the beingness, like just showing up as the the man that they desire to be, and just, right. you know, it's not, oh, I'm gonna go do this thing and then I'll be confident. It's no, I am confident, so I'm right. gonna go do that thing, right? But a lot of people oh. skip that and they go right to the thinking part. And the thing mm. is, if you think that you can't do something, your words are going to match that. And then your actions or your inactions are going to match that. So yeah. my whole thing is like, so just, just step away. Like take, take a big step back from your thoughts and be able to look at mm. them objectively and say like, okay, that one resonates or that one doesn't. And the ones that serve mm. you, keep going in that direction. And the ones that don't serve you, like right. just be able to look at it, smile at it, don't even judge it, but just notice like, oh, okay, like, the, oh, there's my thoughts of like me saying I'm not good enough. But I know it's just a, it's just a thought, I'm gonna let that thing go by. Because it's always Blessed gonna up. leave, it's gonna leave. It's not just gonna stay there, let it go. Let it go, man, so let's set it free. Set it free. So, so it's set interesting, it man, because one of my clients, um, not my client, but one of my coaches uh, from two years ago put me on to contemplative prayer, contemplative meditation. Have you ever heard of this? No. So my coach. So it's actually, it's actually exactly what you just said. It's getting in the practice of watching, being an observer of thoughts, watching and like in the, in the, in the visualization, it's like they bring you to this creek, you see these water coming and then you see the thoughts come and go and you have to and you get to align to a word so if you find if i find that my my thoughts or my attachment is going with that thought i say a word to come back mm. and when i first started how me it was crazy dude because it was like thought uh thought that, uh <laughs> it was like every thought like mm. i was I, I it was it was like as you said like I was treating that, I was giving that thought all the attention, like it is fact, when really it's a passing thought. And right. then I noticed that by, by doing what you said, now the gems really come and I'm like, oh, wow. And when I get out of the experience, like when, I, when I'm done with the prayer, the, the visualization, then it's like, I find that I'm, I could be more creative. I could be more on purpose because a lot of the um, superficial stuff and, and like the, the thoughts of 
uh, oh, am I good enough? Like, what are they going to say? And all these things just, they pass by. And the real gems, the inspiration, like, hey, do this act. They're like, this is what it feels like to be. Then things really come up, man. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, uh, so I, lo- I appreciate what, what you said with all these things. I want to come back to um, this quick piece before we start to wrap up, man. Yeah. And that was on, you said, in your journey, you recognize about meeting people where they are. Right. And uh, and you also mentioned two pivotal things, which is mindset and readiness. Mm-hmm. So as we start to wrap up, what would be your words to people um, or to men that are listening to this that are experiencing a very difficult time, have a very limited mindset of martyrdom and victimhood, um, and uh, may think that they're uh, far from ready to really get into the, the health and get into the, the healthy well-being in their life. So what would be uh, some things that you would that you would say to those men, those listening? Yeah, I would tell all the men out there to start with what you're willing to do. Instead of thinking about all the things that might be in your head too hard, too difficult, too much, don't right. start there. Start with what you're willing to to do. If you're looking to be more active, that doesn't mean you got to go join a CrossFit gym, or that doesn't mean that you're going to start running eight miles a day. Simply walking. Park a little further from wherever you're going and and walk to that place, right? If it's something where it's like, oh, I I can't, I can't do any, any meditation. I can't do mindfulness. That's not, I don't know how to do that. Well, I'll tell you what, you're breathing all the time. So if you take some intentional time to simply just focus on your breathing and just be intentional about breathing and think about your breathing as you're breathing, well, hey, you're practicing some mindfulness right there. So my overall message is don't make it complicated. Let it be as simple as it can be. And the biggest thing is do the work. And you, you, know, you know what I think is so funny? It's like, we, it's, we, we've all heard the Nike slogan literally probably millions of times in our life, just do it. But we don't, right. most of us don't just do anything, right? Right. We try to, we overthink it, right? We said we can't or we won't, this, that, the other. Just do it, just start. Like find yeah. what it is that you're willing to do and commit to doing that thing on a daily basis. Blessings, man. This right here, this is why you're Mr. You Can Too. This is why you're Mr. You Can Too. You, I love what you're saying, man, because there's a, like, there's a lot of shame about, hey, I should and should, and there's a lot of people that see like the images on Instagram and whatever social media platform they're on about this person with the eight six with the sixteen pack abs and all that yeah. crap. And I appreciate what you put out and what you say because. The journey starts where you are. Yes. The journey always starts where you are. And this and, and and keep and stay in it. Stay in it. Whatever that looks like for the person, stay in it because that is the gem. That is the gem. And that's where the lesson and the learning comes from. It's Absolutely. a blessing, man. Absolutely. So listen, as we wrap up, man, this was this was special. I know because like listen, I I want to be respectful of your time because I know you're doing things. You're doing big, big things. So uh, how do people find you, man? If they were, and so give us a rundown of how people find you 
And then also, what you got going on? Because I know you got some programs. I know you got some offerings. Talk to us about that, man. Yeah, for sure. The the best place you can find me right now is on Instagram at um, Mister You Can Two. That's M R Y O U C A N, the number two. And on there in my profile, um, you can find my link tree that has the link to my website, to my blogs, to everything that I have going on. Um, right now, man, I'm super excited to be offering my one-on-one coaching program called Fulfillment Express, where I am helping people essentially get very clear on what a fulfilling life looks like to them. And from there, like, let's see where you're currently at in this moment, where it is you want to go, and how can we fill that gap through all the different pillars of health that we talked about, through your relationships, your leisure time, the activities that you like to do, your personal development, your spiritual growth, romantic relationships, everything. Like all of those things require love and attention. And especially mm. with men, something that I find is that, you know, work is, is typically the center of their solar system. And, yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? And work is the sun and everything revolves around work. And if that's what creates a purposeful, fulfilling, amazing life for you, then absolutely keep doing it. However, in most of the conversations I have, it's people that want to learn how to get away from like that scarcity mentality of like, okay, I'm not going to have enough money, clout, prestige, whatever, and be able to understand like you can do all the things that you're doing at work at a high level and do all the things in the other aspects of your life as well at a super high level so that you can achieve like true fulfillment in what that looks like for you. So I have my one-on-one coaching program. I have my live ultimate company where I am constantly slinging organic nutrient dense, superfoods, vegan friendly, absolutely no additives, no preservatives in the glass bottles, like eco-friendly, like we, we do it at a super high level and I'm blessed for that. And my whole thing is like, man, for the people who tell themselves that they don't have the time to cook or eat healthy, this, that, the other. One, we create time for what's important for us. And then two, I am I'm grateful to be able to serve these types of products that, you know, you put two scoops in water and you're getting over 25 superfoods, over eight medicinal mushrooms. And that's a nice way to start introducing some alkalizing high performance foods into your nutrition. I was checking out the site, man. I want in on that multivitamin to start. Oh, I got Either you. That, like, yeah, yeah. I want in on that, man. Uh, so this is, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and being on, man. This was, man, like so, I I, I know I'm going to be listening to this as I'm editing and there's going to be so many things that are going to pop out in this and like so many <laughs> things and I'm like, oh, I want to ask this question now. Oh. So I think uh, I'd like to have you back on, man, uh, because I think this is this is helpful. And, and one of the things I'm committed to, and like we talked about in your podcast, is the, is the health and well-being of black men, and yeah. uh, really, and the health and well-being of, and, and the elevation of men, um, more the, of our men, of men's, uh, of the masculine, uh, divine masculine within men and within our culture. Uh, to support the feminine aspects of energy because, you know, we, there's, there's, there's a time right now. It's like, it's, it's time for us to evolve. And uh, it's a blessing to have men like you 
uh, that are stepping up. And, 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 and I'm, I'm happy that we're having these conversations for more men. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here on this podcast. Any last words you want to say to the audience before we wrap up? Man, I just want to thank you, Paul, for creating the space, for doing this type of work. And for all the men listening out there, like, man, you're a gift to this world. You know what I'm saying? And we, we, we really desire that you are your best self and that you do share all of your gifts and that you take care of yourself in the process so that you can give and give and give those gifts at a high level consistently over a long period of time because we need you here. And like you said, Paul, it's time to evolve and we get to do it together. We don't have to do it all alone by ourselves, be self-made, like let's get better together. Taking a pause in the podcast for a second. Editing this and hearing this, I realized after uh, Avi was giving me props, I was quick to deflect and carry on. So I want to take a pause and and really receive this, receive what he's saying. Because it's something I tend to deflect, any kind of compliments or acknowledgements. And I value what I'm doing here. And I know that I'm here to be of service. So thank you, Alvi. I appreciate you. And I also see this as a lesson and, and an invitation for men to consider, especially when it comes to health, how are you getting acknowledged? How do you receive acknowledgement? How do you give an acknowledgement to others, to yourself, to yourself, really, and also to the people that you love in your life, your partners? Because this is a big part of health, too. This helps to really see self for how self is being received. And most of the times, there are things that we're doing that people appreciate and we may deflect. Am I projecting? Yes, most likely. And that may be another deflection for me. More work for me to do. And an invitation again. A consideration. Receive acknowledgement, man. Receive acknowledgement. And I receive this one. Now let's return back to the podcast to wrap this thing up. Blessings. There it is. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode. Who you with? Men Talk About Academy coming May 1st, baby. Who you Let's go. Yeah, man, Alvi. Let's go. Appreciate you, Mr. UK, too. Alvi, you're a gift, man. Thank you so much. Everybody, peace. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Men Talk About podcast. This is Paul, your host. This episode was tip top for me. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. And I'm coming back on to introduce and welcome you all to a space that I've created for men to do more work. And that's the Patreon Men Talk About Academy. You want to learn more? Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash men talk about academy again that's patreon.com slash men talk about academy i'm excited for this i'm excited for you all i'm excited for men to really develop do the inner work and get educated with a ton of with a ton of tools that are coming official loss official launch 
is May 1st, 2021. Let's get it, man. Let's go.